Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is, where in the world is it the hardest to date? Let's find out. Hello, friends. I'm Natasha Chandel. You're listening to Kind of Dating. We have Aisha here with us. Hi, guys. Uh, if you like today's episode, please remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it and leave us a five. Just five. Only five. Did I say five? Mm. It's the number five. It's five. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Star review. <laughs> or rating. Um, we're also on social media. We're at Kind of Dating across the board. Uh, I'm at Natasha Chandel on Instagram. Natasha Chandel official on Facebook. Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. Always the hardest part of my day. Uh, Aisha, where are you at? You're doing so great. Um, <laughs> I am at Aisha Says Dance across all social media networks. Because she's much smarter than me. <laughs> um, we have an awesome guest with us today. This is a long time coming. Um, he's director, producer, author of How to Find Love in 60 Seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, and host of the podcast, The Great Love Debate. We have Brian Howie. Hi, how are you? I'm well, how are you? I'm glad we made it happen. We <laughs> finally made it happen. Yeah. Um, and today's episode is really funny because you are literally hard to nail down because you're all over. I am. We literally um, are traveling the world to try and figure out uh, either why everybody's still single or why everybody's single again or those in relationships, a lot of them probably should be single. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so we know where a lot of the bodies are buried. Yeah, tell us <laughs> a little bit more about the great love debate. Well, uh, as you said, I wrote a book about five years ago called uh, How to Find Love in 60 Seconds, and it was sort of a tongue-in-cheek look at dating from the perspective of mostly um, actresses in Los Angeles who complained about how hard dating was for them. And so I had this theory that if people took sort of more control over their dating fate and didn't blame the world, things Mm. would be easier. So You mean like take personal accountability? Yeah, personal accountability. (laughs) And and like it's it's never that you haven't met the right person. It is always that you haven't been the right person. Yeah. Mm. Um, So my— Manager at the time said, rather than do a book tour with like 20 people in a Barnes and Noble, why don't you raise some of the questions of the book raised in like a theater town hall style forum and let a couple hundred people sort of chime in on some of the questions of the book raised. So we were supposed to do one and then it went well and we did another and then another. And now we are at, I don't know, 390 something shows in 94 cities and like 11 countries. And it just it's the one thing that everybody can talk about, mm-hmm. has experience with, has an opinion on, yeah. is love, yeah. sex, dating, relationship, heartbreak, all those kind of things. And so our job is sort of to, in a fun, funny, hilarious sort of open forum, you know, we've had over 100,000 people come to these shows and have their say, and it it's crazy. These shows are nuts. Wow. It. So it's people so- like shout out answers? Well, or? it's sort of, yeah. I mean, it goes to... We sort of take every city individually and try and find out what the root of the disconnect is in that city. So the very first question that we ask is the biggest challenge with love dating relationships in Los Angeles in 2019 is what? And the first hand goes up and we wing it and it goes in all sorts of directions. That's so fun. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We did we did a panel once at at uh Comic Con at Stan Lee's LA Comic Con mm-hmm. on uh 
is it safer to date a nerd? Mm. And the audience was just like shouting they at had us. Like they, yeah, they were like, <laughs> you couldn't, we were like, you're actually not a part of this episode, but okay. <laughs> yeah, people want to yeah. be heard. Be heard. And uh, and so, you know, certain cities we go to are a little easier. The, I would say the, the bigger personality cities. Right. Of you know, we go to a place like uh, Seattle. You bring up the nerds. And the guy at Seattle thinks, if I say something, I'm going to get laughed at tonight. Oh. And if we go to New York, the guy there thinks, if I say something, I'm going to get laid tonight. Uh, oh, totally. So it's a different mindset. Yeah. We have to sort of figure out each city on its own. And, and, you know, there's a lot of things in common no matter where we go in the world. Right. And there's a lot yeah. of things that are like, geez, we got to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're definitely going to get into some of that. But, you know, we ask every guest the same question. Mm-hmm. Single or in a relationship? Relationship. <laughs> That's nice. With who? <laughs> With uh, I, I thought you were going to say. Well, I, I was like the way you looked at me. I was like, is that is this one of well, those like relationships with myself? No, I didn't know if there was if there was more choices <laughs> or was going. Um, I well, are I there have, more? Options? I have somebody I like, and I think she likes me. Okay, Aww. that's is that a awesome. Reasonable answer? Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. It's yeah. a lovely answer. Yeah, I think she uh, likes me. <laughs> well, the day's not over. Right, yeah, this is true. <laughs> this is true. So you've traveled to, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, ninety four countries, ninety four cities, cities. Yes. Oh yeah. Many Duh. countries, but you know, a lot of those cities are here. Yeah. Um, And uh, what are some of the issues that Mm. people, like, we're just curious, right? Like, what are some of the things people Common issues. Well, no matter where we go. First, like, not the common issues. Let's just say, Mm -hmm. what are the first problems? Like, LA, we always hear people are so pretty. The crux of the disconnect, Mm -hmm. no matter where we go, is the women want the men to try harder and the men want the women to make it easier. (laughs) And that's where we are right now. Okay. No matter where, it's this standoff. The difference is the women look for red flags and the men look for green lights. And what I mean by that (laughs) is the women are fundamentally more pessimistic, and they probably should be, um, than the men are. The problem with all of it is that Things have changed societally over the last Mm. two decades. But physiologically, we're still sort of wired the way we were always wired. Totally. So the women have gotten a little harder. The men have got a little softer. And this sort of gap is not filling in at either the pace or the way that people want it to be filled in. And so the dynamic is shifting in a way that people haven't figured it out yet. Right. Um, so when you, when you travel though, to some of these specific cities, like this is because I was really excited to do this topic because uh, people hit me up all the time too. And they're always telling me like dating wherever they are is hard. And I just have like a funny thing where, you know, when LA tells me, oh my God, dating is so hard because there's so many options and everybody's so pretty. And then Somebody will from like buck fuck nowhere, Wisconsin will be like, it's so hard because there's only 8,000 people in my city. Yeah. And, people, and so like everybody just says everywhere is hard. People yeah. want to believe whatever city they're in is the worst city because then it's not them. Yeah. Uh, it takes yeah. every year we, we, you know, put out the best and the worst cities which date. The city that gets named the best, right. they're so mad. Oh, They're yeah. They're like, it's, you don't know what you're talking about. It That's sucks. So but funny. every city, there is usually one overriding reason. You bring up Los Angeles. The biggest challenge with dating in Los Angeles is not the looks or not on it. It is the weather. 
And with the weather, you can have a reasonably satisfying day Mm -hmm. here. You can walk your dog and go to the beach and sip your wine and go to yoga and have a sort of a pleasant day without having to like sit across from somebody you don't know for 45 minutes. Right. It's not worth, there's no sense of urgency. Every day feels the same. Every day, (sighs) there isn't that impetus that you would find in say Chicago, like, oh my God, it's going to get cold. Right. I got to find somebody or wherever. Los Angeles makes us lazy daters. San Diego makes us lazy daters. It's like, I don't want to get out of my comfort zone because my comfort zone is pretty comfortable. Yeah. Right. And that's the reason here. The thing I hate most about shopping for beauty products is where do I start? What's a good brand? What works on my skin? The fact is shopping for fun stuff like beauty products just isn't always so fun. You're either scrolling through a website where you can't even get a feel for the product or you're being approached by three salespeople when you're just trying to find a clean tester. That's why I love Birchbox. Birchbox makes it easy and convenient and fun to deliver new products and buy full-size versions of the samples you love and earn loyalty points while you're at it. My Birchbox is a fun treat every month and you can really experience the products with deluxe and travel size samples. It's not about those single-use packets like you get in the store. Birchbox is an accessible way to discover and enjoy beauty products, and it's great for everyone, even the uninitiated and busiest amongst us, like me. Birchbox works with over 500 prestige brands that offer something for every hair type, skin concern, and lifestyle. Fill out your personal profile and they'll send products curated for you to love. I feel so special when I got my first Birchbox because it was tailored to me, and I ended up buying some of the full-size products. So head to birchbox.com slash dating to get started with Birchbox and get $5 off when you use promo code dating. That's promo code dating at birchbox.com slash dating for $5 off your first Birchbox. Once again, birchbox.com slash dating. Uh, so it's interesting you say that about LA and and the weather and, and that's that's an interesting theory that's for sure. such a cool um, <laughs> There is a so, okay. I don't know. This is this is something called apartmentlist.com, and they have a, a list of the best and worst cities for dating in 2019. Mm-hmm. It says here Austin has ranked as the number one best city for dating. Mm-hmm. The top three best cities are Austin, Texas, Charlotte, uh, North Carolina, San Francisco. Oh, okay, um, San and then it says the worst cities for dating are kind of the uh, Eastern cities, uh, Cleveland, Ohio, <laughs> Worcester, Massachusetts, Worcester. Oh, Worcester. I went to college there. So oh, did know. you? Yeah. Oh. Worcester. Say again. Worcester. 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 Uh, <laughs> Albuquerque. Yeah. New Mexico. New Mexico. They're wrong. And uh, people send me these That's all the time. Yeah. They base their criteria on numbers, and their numbers are like amount of apartments and job openings right. and they don't take real um their 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 top 3 were San Francisco uh, Austin, Austin and, and Charlotte. Charlotte. They don't deal with the reality be. of it. Charlotte is good. Yeah. Charlotte is the one that is good. New people, it, the, the yeah. economy is booming there. New people come there mm. from all over the world every single day. Austin's problem is it's so fun that nobody wants to get off the ride. Right. So nobody's going to settle, get into really? a relationship. Yeah. It's fun and there's single people, whatever. But if you get into a relationship there, yeah. you feel like you're now looking through the glass at, at the rest. San Francisco is absolutely one of the worst. Yeah. That's what I was surprised. I My was cousin like, had to leave because she was the like, this is too much. 
Because it's so like that, tech heavy. Yeah. It's and not only that. The women there, the men there are like the women here think that they're too good for us. And mm-hmm. the women there are like, we are absolutely too good for you. Yeah. And there's this stand, there's this competitive standoff. Yeah. Um, job wise, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of these guys have, a, especially if you want to move San Francisco down to like Silicon Valley. Right. There's this sense of entitlement that the men have that they were told, if I got a good job and made a million dollars, you guys would mm-hmm. date me and now you're not dating me. Mm-hmm. And the women are like, I have the same job as you. Yeah. You have nothing you can all, and there's and a I look real, prettier. and you're like, I look better, I'm happier. <laughs> and the men, yeah. not only is it a lot of socially awkward dudes that you're not going to date anyway in San Francisco, Seattle, Silicon Valley, all of them. Yeah. The women are ballsier, more <laughs> smarter, more successful, and the guys just get emasculated. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, yeah, San Francisco's brutal. Yeah. You know, it's funny because we've had, uh, do you remember with Jenna Birch, we had uh, an episode uh, on the love gap. So she's written mm. a book called the love gap, why smart women are single. Right. And she often says like, uh, I think basically the crux of her theory was that, um, and again, based on case studies, Mm -hmm. that men say that I think it's like an overwhelming 80% or something say that they want a woman who's super confident, very put together, successful, all that stuff. But I think like less than 50% actually go for that girl. Right. They want her confident in things that are different than she wants to be. They're like, I want her confident that she likes me. Right. I want her confident right. that she's going to have fun. I want her confident. But if it's truly this, you know, sort of the the cost of the rise of the independent woman mm-hmm. is this, you know, for, for generations, you know, you use a basketball analogy, men were shooting at a 10-foot basket. Because you need us less, mm. right? we're shooting at a 12-foot basket. So it's harder bullseye to hit to get yeah. into your world. And so, like I said, when the women are looking for red flags, they're constantly looking at, I don't need him. I don't want I don't, right. There's nothing he's doing to improve my life. Yep. And the men continuously hear this from women all day long. I'm an independent woman. I don't need a man. I don't need, and so they're shrinking yeah. in there like, yeah. how do I get into her world? How do I even get the opportunity? And uh, that's a problem. Right. You know, the men are very, very, you're all independent women. That's why God made you the moms. Okay. (laughs) We get it. We concede or whatever. I get that you can buy your own shit. I get that you can call an Uber. You can do all of the things. Right. Sometimes you have to let us be the boy and you have to be the girl. Sorry. And a lot of women have trouble turning that off, whether it's for a date or after 6 p.m. or whatever, to give him that window that this not so confident anymore man needs, and that's a problem. Well, I think we've talked about it also about, like, feminism and the the misconception of feminism, which is—and um, it's something, I, you know, I learned through trial and error myself of going and thinking feminism meant being a dude and meant closing off all emotions, meant being the tough ass and the hard ass Mm -hmm. and whatever. And finally coming around to being like, wait a minute, feminism really is about equality and, and honoring the, the, both the feminine and masculine spirits in all of us, Mm -hmm. not, not just in women, but Mm -hmm. also in men. So men can learn to be softer and like be kinder and not have to put on a fucking facade Mm -hmm. all the time. Like they got their shit together, like calm the fuck down. But, mm -hmm. but on a female side to also be like, Hey, I know I can open this door, but you're offering. Sure. 
Like mm-hmm. that's also like a lot. Sometimes that that gift giving in a way of or receiving a gift where it's like I know this this like receiving a gift makes me uh-huh. uncomfortable, but I know it makes you feel good. So okay. Well, you brought up San Francisco. A, a guy stood up at our show in San Francisco <laughs> and said, "I stopped holding the door because the women stopped saying thank you," and a woman stood up and said, "If you need the thank you to hold the door, right. don't do it." They're both right and they're both wrong. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, do it anyway. Forget about thank you. And right. she's like, let him do it anyway. Say thank you. Like, they're both. And this is this standoff, this blurring of well, the Well, I gender always roles. say for those things, because we did mm-hmm. an episode on Is Chivalry Dead? And my my really good friend is a super Southern gentleman. And he is very, you know, when he came listeners to— listeners never trust those guys. <laughs> he's a, he's a, yeah, right? <laughs> Nicest dude ever. When he, he moved to New York, he had a tough time because he's literally so proper that if you get up to go to the bathroom— he stands up with you oh, and then wow. like allows you to leave and then he'll sit back down. Yeah. And so, you know, he'll tuck chairs, he'll do all of this. And now he's learned because women have gotten so angry at him. Like, why are you standing up? It's like, I'm just trying to be polite. Right. So now I've told him, I was like, no, and, and that's fair that like, I don't think people should, uh, n- you know, uh, thumb people's good qualities mm-hmm. in a way. Like when somebody's doing something kind, let people be kind. Sometimes it's yeah. okay. But I, but I think that you know, I told him to mitigate pain for him. I said, look, instead of just reaching for the door, the best thing to do is ask. Hey, may I open the store for you? If she says no, take her for her word and be like, all right. You know, and then that's like, you can gauge if that person's right for you um, or not. That's hard in a moment. Though. Right. Yeah. You hesitate for one second. She's it's got her hand on the done. door and you're fucked. We, um, it's sort of like this blurring of the gender roles happened in the middle of life. It was like getting on a moving yeah. train where yeah. this happened. And the women now, a lot of women, interpret chivalry as you think I'm weak, mm. you think I need it, or whatever. And the women are absolutely not on the same page with this. Yeah. And we noticed that a lot is sort of, you know, Me Too became a big factor in our shows. Yeah, yeah. Half the women are like, I have been itching for this conversation for 30 years. We need yeah. to blow it all up. I'm right. These men suck. They're right. And half the women are like, shut the fuck up or that you're going to scare off the rest of the guys. Mm. And the men are like, when you guys figure this out, let us know. And they are they are bailing. But here's my thing. And that's a pussy move on a dude's part yeah. to bail because, <laughs> because dudes set up this situation. True. I am the first person to call out and to say what I believe feminism really should be mm-hmm. and that we should all balance, just find balance. I don't like extremism on any side. Yeah. Now, even even the Me Too thing, mm-hmm. we've done episodes and I've been like, hey, we need to find like some middle mm-hmm. ground here. That said, you know, you have to understand that anger is loud pain and that comes from, uh, there is no emotion as anger. It's literally just loud pain. And that comes from men Making having made us feel Mm -hmm. that opening a door for you or me driving you to work is me taking care of you or creating the situation of these generations of obligation that now when women are free, we're like, fuck this, be free. You know, Mm -hmm. and I can say it even from my own home where my mom is like super fucking independent, like crazy. But it was because— You know, my dad was a type when he was younger and they were first married was like, 
I, it's my house. It's my money. It's my thing. Mm-hmm. When she started, she was like, peace out. Like, see you later. <laughs> and then he couldn't, you know, control her in the same way. And that's where that dynamic got created. I think right. men now in 2019 are pretty clear on what you don't want us to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're less clear on what you do want us to do because you're less clear on what you do want us to do because you haven't given that nearly as much yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. You were so stop, don't do this or whatever that you haven't now paused and been like, oh, what should they do? And so the lot of men who were already a beat too hesitant to act are now two beats too hesitant to act, mm-hmm. sort of waiting for to do that. And again, what that's done is a 10% or so of the women who are just justified in their anger, they're out. They're not, they're like took themselves out of the dating yeah. pool. The 10% of the men who are like, I'm just going to play PlayStation and watch porn. <laughs> yeah. right? They're out. Yeah. The people that are in now, and we've noticed this all over the world, they are legitimately curious and want to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, okay, it is different. Let's figure out collectively. And that's why we have dozens and dozens of couples and hundreds and hundreds of people who have gotten in relationships or engaged from meeting at the great love debate simply because the very act of having open conversations brings down a lot of walls. Mm -hmm. People come to our shows thinking, I'm the only one that feels this way. And they leave thinking, oh my God, everybody feels this way. And there's a certain comfort in that. Mm -hmm. Totally. I'm all about smelling good on dates and a relationship, heck, in life. And it starts with my deodorant, which is why I use Native. They have fewer, simpler ingredients, and it smells great. My favorite part is it's formulated without aluminum, parabens, and talc. If you don't know, aluminum may be linked to some serious health ramifications, including breast cancer and Alzheimer's. Although Native is priced at a slight premium when compared to conventional deodorants, it is safe and effective, which means it's worth it. Native comes in a wide variety of inviting scents for men and women, and they also offer an unscented formula and baking soda-free formula for those with sensitivities. Find out why Native has gotten 7,000 five-star reviews. There's no risk because they offer free returns and exchanges in the U.S. So for 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code KINDADATING during checkout. Once again, go to nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code KINDADATING at checkout for 20% off your first purchase. I mean, definitely people, uh, you know, aren't as aware of themselves as they are of the problem. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, I know this problem exists. You know, women will be like, but I agree that, you know, we don't necessarily always know what we want. Like now I'm the type, I tell somebody straight up, I'm like, hey, look, I'm cool with you, you know, doing certain things. If I do say I've got something, it's because I've really genuinely got it. But there are times like, (laughs) and that's like not, and I won't do that all the time. Mm -hmm. It's like if, example, uh, you know, a a 28-year-old, you know, there's a a guy I dated, I call him 28-year-old. When you refer to them by the age, that's never a good thing. It's an ingenious uh, (laughs) nickname for him. Um, And, you know, we went out and he, somebody started, trying to pick a fight with me. Some guy actually yeah. just literally tried to pick a fight with me. Where are and you going? Yeah. No, I was literally <laughs> Davy Wayne's. Oh. oh. And I was just oh. sitting next to him and he was like elbowing me. Jesus. And I was just like, hey, sir, like right. very nicely, like you're elbowing me. And he like tried to get in my face. And I'm a very calm person during these situations Clearly. in general. So I I just sort of started like re like 
reasoning him out of his psychotic right. behavior. <laughs> and then, but he, 28-year-old, was good about it where he looked at me and then he was like, do you want me to? And I was like, I got it. And then he's like, okay. And and then he just let me reason it down and it went to like nothing. And then yeah. it didn't have to escalate into something bigger. So, big, But that's because I had prefaced to him. I'm really good at handling some of these but kinds of But sometimes so. the guys now would think, oh, she's testing me to see. Oh, like, yeah. There's a lot but this of that is, too. But this yeah. is what I'm saying is like when you yeah. have that conversation and you say it, like you should mean what you say. I think, yeah. I, I think I'm just somebody that like he knew like, okay, she means what she says. Like he wasn't worried. Like I don't believe in testing people. I don't think you should play games. I don't think like all that shit is stuff you do when you're 18. Right. Like, you, you know. Think. Yeah, but, yeah. You but this think. is the problem is people don't, always want to grow up and they no. think like, you know, some movie has shown them, test the boy. I'm like, that's so dumb and it's a waste of your time. I'm like, you have time for tests? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm time. like, who wants to go back to school? You fucking... Yeah. <laughs> I know, but people want to, they don't trust just putting your cards on the table and sort of going all in and, yeah. like, right. and do this. So they're like, let me do these little games and tests and put a little chip in at the time and, and figure out what's going on. A lot of women, I'm like, I don't need you to do this or, and... How tall are you? Five, two and a half. Okay. There are definitely things (laughs) on shelves at stores you cannot reach. Oh, yeah. God, no. I always ask a tall boy. Right. A lot of women would rather climb the fucking thing or make a makeshift ladder than ask for help. Like, we're dying to ask you to help. I love, I'm like, oh, this is going to make some, it's some boy's day where I'm like, excuse me, sir. It makes our day. (laughs) Can you please get that tall? And he's like, sure. Totally. It makes our day. And guys are afraid the two. Guys, Go to Bed Bath & Beyond, grab oh, yeah. two towels and That's just true. say, do these match? The women want to come, yeah. like, start finding like excuses to engage with each other versus looking for reasons not to. Yeah. Some um, woman came to our show in Chicago. She shared an Uber pool with a guy. Mm-hmm. She thought she might like the guy. She couldn't wait to get out of the car to find him online to say hello. Literally, rather than turn then her just, head right, yeah, that seems so crazy to do now right. without some sort of positive behind a screen affirmation that she chose to go home, find him, and then say, and hey, then I shared a Uber pool with you. And I'm like, that's the way we are now that people so have their their guards up all the time now that it seemed really unnatural to say hi. Right. Mm-hmm. And that is a huge difference only in the last like 15 years. Right. Yeah. You know, and guys, too bad. Guys got to step like, Guys in the 1950s had to say hi and then ask you to dance. Exactly. Yeah. That's Go way steady. harder. I mean, I, I, I would, I'll admit, like, for for me, it, um, you know, uh, we we had a guest that came on, or, yeah, the episode that just passed. Um, it's one of my best friends, Adam. And he sees me out with, like, in public situations or whatever. He's always like, guys look at you all the time, but they never say anything. And and because people are always think, like, I get hit on all the time. Yeah. I'm like, nobody comes and talks to me. And— and then whenever I've dated somebody, it's like, I haven't dated the hottest guy. A couple have been, but but not all of them. You know, my I'm right. saying like my longest relationships weren't the hottest guys in the world, but they're also the people who took the initiative yeah, and approached me and talked to me. Can we approach you at Whole Foods? 100%. We can? My okay. thing is, my only rule is do it politely. If somebody comes to me and tries to act like they're being really tough, I just sense insecurity like, Crazy. What so if I'm I just like, grabbed something and just walked up to you and said, "Can I barbecue this?" What? <laughs> I would just say, "What?" Random. This. I, if somebody's would this be witty, good on the grill. 
I'd be, I think they, I'd, I'd be like, yeah, I don't like, barbecue, but sure. Yeah, you could try anything. it. Anything that's I, polite, yeah. I'm fine with. I think it would with. be better if like I'm looking at, I don't know, meat. Then to be like, oh, that meat is good. Should okay. I barbecue Grab that? Grab a head of lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> or, <laughs> barbecue or melon. I want to do like Grab a, a random thing. Should I barbecue this? And <laughs> I mean, at that say. point, yeah. I, any of those <laughs> things are sweet. As long as somebody's not coming up to you and saying something. Or, you know, and negging. Oh, you're really, you're buying a frozen food pack. I'm not, I don't buy frozen food. But I'm just saying, if somebody was like, saw me in the frozen God, food no, aisle or ice anymore. cream, and they're like, really, you're having ice cream? Like, then I would be like, fuck you. Well, that's the problem. I tell men that the men should go up to women Men should go up to a woman at Starbucks okay. and just say, should I get a cake pop? <laughs> and when she says yes, you say, you want one? And you're eating fucking cake pops together. You're basically flipping her the keys yeah, to your nutrition and your yeah. happiness. <laughs> I did that in Los Angeles. I told somebody to do that. I go, I, should I get a cake pop? And she goes, there's probably healthier options. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's an LA problem too. <laughs> that's what I'm I like, would say. Just, but see, but here's yeah, the good thing about that is like when you find but that person, good. right, who does do that back to you, right. then you know that's not a right fit for you. And right. that's well, it. Well, that's the thing. If she says, should I get a cake pop? She yeah. says, no, you don't want to date her anyway. That's And you what lost I'm like 30 seconds. And a lot of guys have to grow the balls to not worry about it. Yeah. Places yeah. like Seattle, where we go and there's a lot of, not to stereotype a whole city, but I will. Socially awkward, techie, nerdy guys who might have got thrown in a locker at 15 or mm. something like that. They still think, yes, not only will she reject me, but everybody will see that. Nobody right. will see that. Nobody, Nobody's yeah. paying. There's this oddly yeah. narcissistic thing that everybody's watching everything I do. And if I get rejected, I'm going to mm-hmm. get humiliated. Nobody fucking cares. Yeah. Like, if she says fuck off, it's probably not even about you. Not it's probably just about her day or something happened preceding you. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Guys need to not be so afraid of Yeah. That. Yeah. Aish, when you've traveled, have you uh, have you traveled a bit? Not outside of the country. But in I've America, been, yeah. have you noticed mm-hmm. like different approaches of people? Um, I would say that people, oh, I guess I have been Like NOLA and, and like, stuff? Like Was it? Oh, and NOLA, nobody's afraid to talk to anybody. That's what I'm saying. They're yeah. like, they're not, yeah. It's a whole different language. Yeah, totally. You're just walking down the street, you meet your new best friend. Yeah. You know, it's way more, I don't know, I guess people just aren't afraid to just have a connection with people. Yeah. We did a show know. in New Orleans. Guy's like, you can go out there and chase that chili? <laughs> I'm like, chase that chili? Is that good? I'm sorry, what? He's like, you got to find the girl with the right ta-ta and the wrong ho-ho. I'm like, I don't I don't even know what that means. But they know what it means. And right. so it's a whole different vibe there. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, okay, so, so is, though, the, is there anything to the fact that some cities have nuances that do make things a little harder. Like example, if you're, if you're in, um, you know, where my friend Adam is from, Baton something in Florida, which is Boca like, Raton? Boca Raton. yes, that's the one. Okay. It's like, Oh, it does. That's real country. Well, it? and is it's he like all. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Right. Yeah, he, exactly. Well, yeah, he's Jew- That's what he always jokes. He's right. like, I, it's like I was born like eighty, and you know, yeah. and because of that. So, well, if now you're surrounded by all seniors, <laughs> isn't that going to make your life a little harder today? Or example, it, India. You know where I'm from in yeah. Bombay. You know, uh, people complain about two things. Girls complain about there are just literally too many people. Mm-hmm. And and two, the patriarchy. So right. men don't have the, the best machismo. behavior. Um, and they don't know how to come up to you properly and politely. Though, of course, the educated people do. But not right. always the rest. 
every place comes down to confidence and communication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. But every city does have its reason why it's good, why it's bad. Boca Raton is just north of Miami. Yeah. We go to where it's very Latina. And uh, in Miami, uh, in Miami, yeah, and yeah. a lot of the women there are like, uh, I won't date the guys, and I'm like, why? And she's like, you remind me of my poppy. My poppy cheated on my mommy. That, yeah. And the guy's like, I don't know your poppy or your mommy, and she's like, you lie, just like my poppy. Yeah. And there's like a whole thing. I'm like, you won't date any Latin men. They're like none. Like mm. they just shut it down because they've basically blanketed a whole, you know, community about it. Mm-hmm. The the places that are the most challenging. You know, our f- sort of five worst cities are Seattle, San Francisco, San Jose, mm-hmm. uh, New York, mm-hmm. and um, Denver. Denver's Denver. the outlier. Mm-hmm. Denver's the one who doesn't have anything in common with the other four. Denver is just pot smoking, craft beer drinking, <laughs> bro culture. <laughs> yeah, that right. they're just like, let's just go. They they just like. There's so many men that are like, if I hang out long enough, the girls will show. They just don't have the ball. There's passive. Yeah. yeah. It's really frustrating for the women there. The other four cities are cities where it is sort of competitive in the job mm, place. Like yeah. What they exactly. do. And yeah. so the energy is muted. The sort right. of traditional male so female true. balance is off, where they're not only they're they're go, go, go all the time. And the women never want to lose that edge, even yeah. enough to date. And the guy doesn't feel masculine in that scenario. It's, it's sort of a muted, mm-hmm. this blurring of it. And so those are the challenging cities. The middle of the country is a lot easier to date. Milwaukee, Minneapolis, Chicago, whatever, because the men and the women do hang Chicago. out together. They do do social socialize yeah. So they're, they're already together and not afraid of each other. Right. You know, Chicago mm-hmm. men will hang out from happy hour to five o'clock in the morning. They'll play softball together, watch the game together, whatever. When you're already in a comfortable space, sharing space, communicating, right? That's breaking eighty percent of the walls mm-hmm. down there. Yeah, it, it's uh, so because I've lived all over. People always ask me, they're like, "Where do you think is it hard? It must be LA." And I always say New York. Mm-hmm. And and I had my best time in New York. I've never complained about it, but I always tell people, I'm like, it's the hardest. I don't know anybody. Uh-huh. None of my friends have even remotely got with anybody mm-hmm. till in they were over 30, 36 to 40 is when they started being in relationships because it was never— Yeah, I'm a New Yorker. Lady Liberty looks yeah. over the city with that resting bitch face. And, it's a bad Yeah, tone. exactly. So it's a bad yeah. uh, tone. Well, here's, and here's the other thing. And you're right. It's like, And I would explain as like, it is also the workplace environment. Yeah. It's such a work-heavy city. Yep. One, there, you're not— I actually ended up using— I would talk about in a stand-up thing where uh-huh. I was like, in New York, you know, you're— uh, working till like 10 o'clock. Like if you leave on time in New York, you're considered lazy. Yeah. So, and so. not only that, the day-to-day things that should be easy in other city, getting Are, to work, yes. going to the store, That's they take so much yeah. energy and so much exhaustion that you're not really in a good place to, to, when, um, connect to be, to connect. Yeah. Like it's just traffic sucks. Like yeah. New York's kind of breaking down Sadly, in in a way that makes life hard. And if life is hard, dating's hard. When I moved to New York, I came with two bags of clothes. Like, 
two giant suitcases. Mm -hmm. And you see me, I'm 100 pounds. So like my suitcases are probably twice my weight. Mm -hmm. And I'm in Penn Station because I got on a bus or I got off a bus. And I don't know if you know Penn Station, there's a giant flight of stairs mm-hmm. to go up. And now I'm alone with two bags of my, my entire yeah. life, no elevator. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh shit, how do I get up there? Thinking, coming from Canada, Somebody's somebody will help, help you. Mm-hmm. Nobody helps you. No. I had to drag one by one that thing up, uh, like one bag well, up the stairs. I'm sweating by the time I get wherever I have to get. But that's New York. Well, and that's that what, breaks you from day one. And then you're there I, for however many years. I, I go to New York all the time still. And I'm from New York. And I play a game with myself now. How many days do I have to be here to find a working escalator? <laughs> oh, and it's it's like... It shouldn't be easier to get on the subway in Bangkok than in New York yeah, yeah. City. But the the hardness of New yeah. York. Not only that, how committed people are to the city that they live in. Meaning, right. I like it. I feel good about it. People feel really good about Atlanta now, which they didn't used to. Yeah. Charlotte, Austin. That people mm-hmm. are, they're, they're like, I'm going to be here, so I'm going to date. People now in New York are like, oh, that's I'm probably even going to get out of here in two years, so I don't want to get into a relationship or right. I'm hesitant to even go down that road. And so they're they're just tuning it out. And that affects all the data. Or you're, or you're the New Yorker, like my friends who are hardcore, they'll be, they'll ride or die in New York. New York for life. But yeah, they're, but they're so, but they're so focused <laughs> on work that they're like, I need to rise, I need to rise, I need to rise, that that's the only focus yeah. and time that they have, which is why in New York, uh-huh. It's the I always used to tell people I'm like it's a weekday dating culture. You only do, you only go for drinks from Monday to Thursday. Yeah, right. and if if only like after you're lucky if you get a snack out of it. But like <laughs> there's like a bunch of times of doing that. Do you move to like a Sunday brunch? Uh-huh. Then bunch of times of doing that. Do you move to Sunday night like a Game of Thrones sesh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Only after months and it's months. And if process. you're really legit serious about somebody, do you the, get a Friday or Saturday night? God. Well, the other, and dinner. Right. The other problem with New York it's is just not a thing. Is for a decade, like most places, the women watch Sex in the City. Yes. Oh, sure. And who did the women want her to end up with? Big. Right. The men Which noticed, I hate. The men noticed that. Yes. This guy with no uh, redeeming qualities, she wants big. So they yeah. act like big, but they don't look like Chris Noth. Yeah. So they're just like dickhead <laughs> mini yeah, Mr. Yeah, Bigs totally, right around. Right, right. This is the way I should be. It's fucked up New York. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and and that's the thing. Like I uh, I was literally in in my prime doing that, living that life of like waiting three hours to text somebody, then playing games of like when to blah, blah, blah. You know, the do you, you, never going for dinners. So of course, when I came to LA, I was like still in like when in Rome, you know, like uh-huh. in my head, uh-huh. I'm still like kind of in New York. And I remember my first week, some guy asked me for dinner on a Saturday <laughs> night. And I was like, is he trying to get married? <laughs> and my friends are like, what is wrong with you? I was like, why would he do that? All right. like, That's no. disgusting. I was like, I'm not wasting disgusting. my Saturday night with a stranger. Because in my head, I'm such a New Yorker now. Yep. So I was like, I lied to him. And I was like, oh, um, you know, I had plans already. I had no plans. Yeah. I was like, Tuesday night drinks? Like, right. Because that's— I, I, and that's what happens, right? And then it took me time when I it, came it, here to like adjust and like reopen myself. Mm-hmm. Please, I know every city has its own. You, one of the, whatever the, the list was, Heartbeat. like you, you. They said Cleveland was bad. 
Uh, yes, was, they said Cleveland was one of the worst. Uh, yeah. Cleveland is great. Like yeah, they're why wrong. Would it be Here's bad. why: people in Cleveland sort of have the attitude, nobody's going to move here. We have to figure this out. <laughs> and so there's like, okay, we're here. Right. Cleveland's always very hopeful. They know the mm-hmm. jokes. They know the weather. They know the river catches on fire. They know all those kind of things. But there's a little bit of a civic pride and a community thing that they're like, we're in this together. Let's figure out a way to make this work that they want to date each other. And, right. and sort of that has that kind of attitude goes so much farther than a place like San Francisco where I don't yeah. need anybody. Yeah. I don't need you. So should people move? Yes. Yeah. You should move uh, every, uh, you know, unless you have some absolute reason why you have to stay somewhere, you should move at least 700 miles like every seven years. Wow. Uh, So, because your answers. But like you should pick cities that are more like your vibe. I think you can make it work anywhere, but I think what you have to pick is a city that's outside your comfort zone Mm -hmm. because your answers almost always lie outside your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Uh You need to find out, you know, you're trying so hard to find somebody that either you like or likes the same things as you, I don't think you even know who you are until you've sort of pushed that envelope. You'd be surprised. I always tell people, get rid of the words, not my type. If you're over 30 and you're still single, Uh, you have no type. Your type is not working out for you. So (laughs) true. Just get rid of it. Sit across, go out, spend time with people who are different from what you think you like, uh, do things that are different. And most importantly, like sometimes you have to just shake up that snow globe and plop yourself down in the middle of a place where you did not think you would like, you know, people do move to to Los Angeles every single day from all over the world. Yes. But there's a lot of cities like that now. Minneapolis is like that. Washington, D.C. is like that. Oh, yeah. Where a lot of people, like the pool turns over and you be a part of that. Like if, if oh, yeah, things Texas are not working. really becoming like that. Yeah, if things like are Austin, not working so. out where you are, you can either really change yourself or really change the where you are. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it'll just make things easier or better for you. You got to stop blaming I'm stuck here and the city sucks and the men are assholes. And right. It's never that. Yeah. But if for people who can't move for whatever reason, if they're, this is my city, I'm in LA, I'm in entertainment, this is what I do. Or, you know, my friends in Toronto, they're like, I'm, fr- this is my family's mm-hmm. all here. I'm yeah. not going to leave. How do they make that work? You still have. Again, even when you live in New York, you spend 90% of your time in the same four blocks. Yeah. You go to the same Starbucks, you go to the same store or whatever. Yep. Go a little bit farther. People will uh, will travel 15 miles for a deal on a desk at Ikea, and they won't do that for a date, or yeah. you won't do that. Just so take a different route to work. Go yeah, to a different yeah. Starbucks. Go to a different grocery store. Shake up your routine. That's sort of the same thing and exposing you to a different pool as if you moved. Move yeah. within your city. Absolutely. That's sort of the way I always say it. And what about people, though, also, like, maybe changing who they're picking? <laughs> yeah, that's why I said it's not your type. All you know is what didn't work out for yeah. you. You really don't know what— um, Could work. Stop out. going out with guys that you refer to by their name, by their age. <laughs> well, no. Like, I'm going out with a 74-year-old. Well, don't no, do that. I, only, I do that for the, for the purposes of a podcast so that I'm not oh, revealing yeah. their— Some They all w- have different— anonymous. Some woman um, just went out with a—who uh, just did my podcast. She had a guy on her phone that she said it didn't work out. And I go, what's his name? She goes, I call him Flip Cup. I go, <laughs> is, I go if you're referring to him as Flip Cup, he's probably not getting into a serious relationship. Yeah. That is, if that's his defining characteristic— I'll tell else. you when, yeah. when I when I was commitment phobe Tash, uh, I used to name people after their cities. 
I used to it, because I was like forget like my it was mostly for my friends. It was just for the fact that like they couldn't remember the names of the people I was dating. So I was like London, yeah. and they're like oh London, and, and so then it just became Dallas. a joke yeah, yeah. where they. Right. But I also like yeah I wouldn't date people in my city. So That's that was my other record. problem. Yeah, I know I know I yeah. like, I learned because if you you know I never dated anybody, <laughs> anybody can make it work. Once in a while, Saturday night. Right. Yeah. It's absolutely. when it's Tuesday morning and you're both stressed. Like, that's a relationship. Yeah. Right. And until you do that, mm-hmm. you're not really doing anything. A lot of people avoid totally. avoid that. Well, that's, yeah. You got to get in the muck. Yeah. yeah. I learned. I learned. Um, all right. So, so the real problem is the people. <laughs> yeah. That's it. yeah. And the, staying in the same place. Well, I mean, the people, the, 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 we have so many walls up, both literally and and sort of metaphorically in terms of keeping people out that might be good and boxing ourselves into possibilities. It is all about, I mean, I wrote a book called, um, called How to Find Love in 60 Seconds. And that's not about a quickie in a bathroom. Okay. That's about every single day of your life, you're within 10 yards of a thousand people of the opposite sex, real life people. Yeah, And let's just say four or five of those are somebody that if you engaged with, you could possibly fall in love with. Mm-hmm. So it's about recognizing, acting on, and not killing these 60-second windows of possibility Ooh. where the spark could happen. Right. And all of us just don't do that. It's about how do I get from my house to the store to the, my job without yeah. being bothered, without being rejected, without being humiliated. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. We just don't do that anymore. We don't open up the idea— to the possibilities that are around you every single day. Mm-hmm. Like there's lots of people that you could date and make you happy. Right. And yeah. we're so concerned with either why it won't work or scared to, you know, the, the women are afraid of being hurt and the men are afraid of being rejected. Right. Mm-hmm. And that fear permeates everything mm-hmm. that we're doing and yeah. we got to stop doing that. Well, it's, uh, it's the, my personal thing theory or thesis has been that like everybody says dating is hard and I always say dating isn't hard. The only thing that's hard is you managing your feelings before and after it. That's it. It's just like before meeting somebody we're like, they're not going to like me. Will they like me? What Mm -hmm. am I going to, what am I going to do? What should I say? What questions should I ask? How will this, I'm like, fuck, just go and be a human. (laughs) And then after it's like, yeah. Did they like me? Will they message? If they right. don't, what that means to them? There, it's always about the person who is doing the dating, not the not the person you're going on a date with. I know it's shifting. You know, and so we're I always, always making. If somebody doesn't like me, it's not my fault. They have bad taste. Yeah. <laughs> that takes that. a lot of pressure <laughs> off of you. Yeah, it's always that they just have bad taste. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Just like who gives a shit? Like you know, I'm like so many people. Do, I've gone on dates they didn't like me. So what? Right. Like it yeah. doesn't take anything away from me. I'm fuck like em. cool. Yeah, I'm like, awesome. It does, it's to me. I'm like it's not even a fuck them. It's just like cool, man. Like you know, do you know Adam Grant, the the great uh, author of the book Give and Take? It's a business book, but he has. Um, I feel like it just is, is a great. Uh, metaphor in in a way for life. A lot of his kind of theories and postulations. But he has a, a podcast um, called Work Life uh, with Ted, Ted TEDx or something. And um, he did an episode on rejection, but it was about workplace rejection, like when you get fired or whatever. Right. But the 
crux of it was like, I was like, oh my God, this is perfect for dating. And it said that the biggest mistake people make, and he's all, he's a data guy, he's a Wharton mm-hmm. professor. So he's like, the biggest mistake people make is when they get rejected, they think one of two things. It's the other person's fault. Mm-hmm. So right. if it was a job, it was because they were doing blah, 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 blah. And, or the other mistake is they think it's their fault. Right. Where they go, it's because I should have done more of whatever. And he goes, the actual answer is that um, it's neither's fault. It's just that this relationship of like, it wasn't a fit between these two people. And, or this relationship between an employer and whatever. It's just that you guys didn't gel with each other. Actors and actresses, the good ones, learn through the audition process Mm -hmm. that if they don't get the part it is not necessarily indicative of their talent. It just yes. means they weren't right for that part. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's the mindset that people should take into dating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just either wasn't the right moment or it wasn't the right time or it wasn't yeah. just yeah. the right fit. I'm fine. You're yeah. fine. Find somebody else. Yeah. yeah. Are you bothered by or how do you deal with the, what are you? What are you? You, ethnically. Oh, um, am I bothered by it? No, it just depends how somebody asks me. If somebody asks you? me, oh, it's, it's just like that. <laughs> yeah, no, that I'd be like, well, do you mean like what, <laughs> ethnically? Yes, yeah, so they're like, oh, where yeah. are you from? What are you? Because it's not, you know. I'll just say I'm like I'm East Indian. It's usually the response after that that gets me. Okay, what's the response after? What is the what will they say? Like after? the ones that I've gotten that have annoyed me are like, oh my god, you're Indian, you're so pretty. Mm. And if they say, do you know so-and-so, but they're Pakistani? Like they oh, yeah, up, yeah. They, they lump it all together? I mean, that just makes me laugh, usually. <laughs> it's part of my, that's part of my stand-up, where they're just kind of like, where they'll always tell me know, about some other Indian. Because they think the connection. if I know yeah. <laughs> what you are, I can figure out who you are yeah. quicker. Right. Rarely can yeah. Or, or just like the, the idea when somebody is like, I know this obscure person who's also Indian, and my answer is always, there's a or billion like, of us. Like, right. I'm you know, sure you, you know. You see the big idea. sick? Like, this right. or something <laughs> yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Yeah. But it's funny. <laughs> but that's it wouldn't entertain. Just trying to make a connection. Yeah, and yeah. that's the thing. It's fine. It's only when somebody does it like a fucking creepo once at Enterprise. I remember I was like this old, old white dude that he just kept creepily looking at me. And you know, he's got that like exotic fetish. Like, you can oh, yeah. tell from people's face. Yeah. And he goes, and you guys tell me, do I have an accent? No. Outside of just a regular, probably like American, American, Canadian yeah. accent. American, slightly bitchy. That yeah, exactly, yeah, right. Yeah, that one. Well, home. exactly. <laughs> but he was like, he goes to me, um, "Where, where are you from?" I'm, I'm sorry, what? Uh, and that person, like, I know what he's trying. I'm like, here, yeah. America. Mm-hmm. No, no. Where, where are you from? America. What, what are you trying to get at? He goes, right. "No, you have an accent." Oh. No, bitch. I know I don't have any <laughs> accents. Like, that's that annoys accent. me. Yeah. Oh, and I'm like, don't try to put it on something. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, that would annoy me. But other than that, no. Because that's the thing. That's a thing where, like, a guy with good intention could just put himself into a terrible down the road. Just because yeah. he didn't yeah. know how to ask what he was trying to ask in probably a nice way. They'd screw it up. Yeah, I'm almost just like, sometimes <laughs> though in the beginning, I'm like, why does it matter? I don't ask you what kind of white you are. <laughs> right. I'm not like. Oh, I get it. I'm but, not yeah. like, where are you from? Sweet, like Sweden? Tell yeah. me. Like, I don't care. Like, you're, Sweet. That was such a white know, like, country to choose. I know, because I'm trying to think of like, what's, <laughs> the, like, whitest what's the whitest country. country? 
<laughs> well, I had that argument because 28-year-old, I remember, was like the whitest American boy and but would tell me, you know, pure Americana, Marine, fought for the country, you know, but then would also really love the fact that he was part German and part Swedish, which like always so I was like, hmm, you want to seem exotic to because <laughs> we probably think it's boring to you. No, but on one end, he would like, you know, it's the anti-immigration kind of like conversations we used to have. But then I'm like, but you're so proud that you're also not from this country. All so right. I'm like, come on, what are we? <laughs> There's so many landmines there- <laughs> now. Because uh, you didn't used to up until, I would say even up until Trump. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't ask somebody's voting or anything on the first date. Like you yeah. might be married to somebody oh, no. for five years before it even really come up. Now it is date one. Sure. Yeah, what you Where doing? do you stand on yeah. Trump? Where do you stand on immigration? Where do you stand yeah. on this? It is such a— Got to get that out of the way. I, I got to get this out right yeah. of the way right now mm-hmm. because this is going to define what kind of person they are. And it's such an antagonistic dating thing when it used to be like you want to get an appetizer. Like it, you, you want to get the edamame. Like it used yeah. to be— better and we've we've screwed up even what we're talking about on dates. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, personal preferences for everybody. I get I, I get why it matters to some people who are really gung-ho about it. Um, but yes, it does create a lot more divide. Yeah. I mean we're already divided Sure. Too yeah. much going in. The date should be a place to. This is why I just to figure just, out why is to come together, and we we do not. I just want to find like a nice Canadian boy in America. That's it. <laughs> so Canadian boys in America, they can't stay long. Please, uh, you know, if they're long. nice, I'll give them a green card. Uh, can you do that anymore? I think that's hard. I can marry him. A Canadian, yeah. If I like him. You can marry a Canadian. I like me. I'm Canadian. I got my own green card. <laughs> I didn't have to marry ends anybody. Because we, we were just in Australia. Yeah. And the, Australia prides itself on being sort of a melting pot of immigrants. They, they are have not at all. Aren't like they like the, super conservative? Yeah, super oh, oh, they are. Yeah. But they're like, we built this country. But we're, you know, we're English. Okay. From all whatever. criminals. We're, we're all criminals and <laughs> lunatics and whatever. Stole it from the And they're sort of like, if you have a skill that you can, that makes our life better, and that could be, you could be a really good juggler. Yeah. And they're like, that'll be better for Australia if we have more jugglers here. And so you can get in sort of that way. They have a weird immigration <laughs> policy oh, of so like, oh, are you interesting? So right. it's not just like you're a smart tech person or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, oh, the way you uh, swallow swords. We think that yeah. would be interesting in Melbourne. <laughs> Come, Come on. You're an Aussie now. That's fun. That should be dating policy too. Like, well, I, will I, this I, make my life more entertaining? Yeah. it's And again, you know, I look at, I go, I'm like, oh man, Canada. Boys were so nice over there. <laughs> and But it's funny because my Canadian friends have left and like a bunch have gone to Australia because they're like, I'm done with this scene. I'm done with this yeah, shit. They're not, and they're, they're not nicer. I'm it like, just takes a while for them to show well, they're, they're not as nice. they're just easier to control. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm just go. joking. I'm they're masking around. a little Everybody bit better. No, I'm just There are uh, possibilities everywhere. Yes, that, I agree. I think that there But I also think that, and a lot of women get mad at me uh, when oh, I say this, I think that it is a little bit the responsibility of the woman to train us in the way that makes you happy. All we know is what made the last girl happy. And we probably found that out when we saw her with the new guy. Okay. Mm. You need to give How us, do you train you need to somebody? give us a roadmap to your, ah. cause you're all different and yes, you're very yes, complicated. Yes. Men are a little bit simpler. So if you like find you this or you want this, don't wait until, oh my God, you're going to show up in flip-flops to go meet my parents again? Before that happens, be like, you look so hot in a blue suit. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. positively reinforce what you need to be happy before it goes bad. 
A lot of women are like, he should just know. He doesn't fucking know. <laughs> Even taking you out to dinner in Los Angeles is fraught with peril. Like, we don't know if you're going to eat this. You don't know if you want it. We don't know your allergies. We don't know your diet. Well, you should ask So you, we take you out and you're like, it's okay. I'll find something. And we don't feel like a fucking asshole, you know? Well, you, but so I, if you're I like, do think- I'd love to go out to dinner. I don't eat shellfish. Yes. Done. That's, we'll, we'll work around that. Yeah. Just say, what do we need to mm-hmm. do? Just give us a little bit more information. We'll do it. We'll jump. I think it's a, definitely a two-way street. I do right. agree that that women can be more clear about what they want in a kind way. And like you said, positive reinforcements and all of that. Guys can also step up their game and exactly. ask more questions. Mm-hmm. And do, you know, like I, I, I have a tendency. I've been lucky. I, I date pretty nice guys. And… They always ask me. They're like, They all hey, live in foreign countries. No, all <laughs> the ones here. Yeah, I'm, I'm good now. I'm a reformed commitment folk. Um, but, you know, they all they all ask me, like, is there anything you don't eat? Anything you don't like? Any exactly. allergies? They all ask me. And, I, and I'm and i very straight. That's, I'm like, hey, here are my limitations. And, right. That is about eliminating the bad stuff. Yes. But giving us a little glimpse. I ask women all the time, what do you need to be happy? Mm-hmm. The list of what makes you unhappy is right there, yeah. ready to go. What you need to be happy, you haven't given nearly as much thought to. So, and and maybe it can be completely different with the new guy, but all he wants is some sort of roadmap that if he jumps here to get the cheese, mm. like he'll do whatever he needs. Like we want to make you, ha- we don't want to make you cry. We don't. Yeah. But sometimes like it's just complicated machinery and you're all different. So yeah. I think we do need 20% more information than you think we do. And we and, need it sooner than you think we do. Right. <laughs> okay. I will play devil's advocate. I agree mm-hmm. with what you're saying to some degree. I do agree that, uh, you know, if you can pass on more information. And you people, I think when you talk before you even go on a first date, you right. do tend to share some information about yourselves. Um but again, if we're going back to like the chivalry thing where it's like, oh, a guy has a fraction of a moment to think about opening the door or not for her. Well, he has a walk that's leading up to a door. Mm-hmm. He should be thinking about that before. So if we have to constantly be thinking about, exactly. okay, well, what should, he should know. Like I have to be, like I have to think about all my things and now I have to think about he needs to wear the right shoes for a thing. I should positively reinforce him. It's what you if like. those are things that I have to also do, men also have to do that. Right. Which means also go up. Here's my it's an improv, it's function at the top of your in- intelligence. Approach a scene at the top <laughs> of your intelligence, mm-hmm. not in the middle, not in the low. So your top of your intelligence means, hey, I'm walking towards a door. Fuck, you know what? 20 times before I have gotten in shit about either opening or not opening the door, I should ask her, hey, can I get that door for you? Open you got to be on top of it. I don't say just God. open the door. <laughs> but yeah. here's the thing. We ask you out generally. Mm-hmm. We compliment you almost always. We take now, you out. Now, y'all say the, the dumbest compliments Maybe, too, but though. that's because we're, I know, we get that. But generally <laughs> what we're getting back for feedback is thank you. Uh-huh. Even at the end of the date, I ask women all the time, well, he didn't call me. I'm like, did you say thank you? Uh, I'd like to do it again. They're like, no. I said, thank you. He could tell. He can't fucking tell. Mm-hmm. You should say thank you if you had a shitty time. It's that one little extra piece. Thank you. Let's do this again. Or I'd love to see you again. So that, that goes so far in the fragile male mind. And I know it shouldn't be like that. But it is that way now that extra information. We don't hear we're good looking 50 times in a lifetime. Mm. We think you think we're gross. 
Okay? We don't get a whole lot coming back. So we're really just throwing stuff at the wall and hoping it sticks. It just Even sounds these like you guys are really insecure. Probably. Yeah. Most and are. And so shouldn't that mean, shouldn't that also, if we're talking personal accountability. Yes. And we are saying women should be personally accountable, which I agree. We mm-hmm. Every human, I think, should be personally accountable. Which means a man has got to stop being a fucking pussy. Oh, I agree. <laughs> Men is, have become bigger pussies. You know what? If she says thank you, take her for her word. Yeah, you couldn't go out she with said, thank like ask you. her out again. Who cares? Right. A little bit, I think that a twenty percent extra burden of communication is on the woman now because you've changed more. You've changed mm-hmm. more from this place we were at five, ten, fifteen years ago. Mm-hmm. So. Pretending that didn't happen is a worthless exercise for everybody. You have to sort of acknowledge, okay, yes, they need to grow bigger balls, stop being pussies, but they are a little lost because we are all all over the place on this. If I just say one extra sentence here and there, that will go so much farther. A lot of times, like, he just, we just think you don't like us, and maybe you do. Because you're like, I laughed, I touched his arm. Like, I don't, we don't hear that. That's like a level only dogs can hear. You know, it's a little bit, I'm not saying women should ask the men out. I don't think you should. I think that you should let him know when he's doing men, right, what he's men doing Men are right. love language wise tend to be more about words, words of, by of far. affirmation. The reason we sure. want to have sex with you is because we don't know if you like us. And yeah. we're like, oh, she had sex with me. She must like me. Right. If you're yeah. like, listen, I'm not going to do anything till I get comfortable. But once I get comfortable, It'll blow your mind. <laughs> He'll calm the fuck down because yeah, he's right. like, she's thinking about me that right. way. Mm-hmm. Like, it really is the words. We don't get the words. And I, I get that part because uh, when I was uh, with Crazy Guy, um, I call him Crazy Guy. Can you tell? What, what was his problem? Well, if you only have one named Crazy <laughs> Guy. Yeah, I only have one that was really legit crazy. But I remember we were obviously in a very serious relationship and basically living together. And— uh, I remember him being like, I spent all my time with him, but he was like, I didn't, like, you never say I love you enough. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, I'm always, I thought in my head, saying it Mm -hmm. also by my actions of being there and doing everything or whatever. He was also like, you know, I just didn't know. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? But he was also crazy. But I still still took the lesson on my side where I was like, oh, okay. Maybe I can be more like guys clearly need more words of affirmation. part, and I don't know if you have any problems dating, but you know you're always getting another date? No. Is that a problem? What? That there's no sense of urgency on any one day because you're like, of course I'm going to get asked out again on. No, that's not true. No, really? I I'm very well. I'm very selective about who I go on dates with because but you can be. Some people get two dates a year. I understand, but that makes they're gonna they're gonna fight through the ick of the date a little if, bit. If quicker it makes people feel better, I haven't gone plates. on a date in like eight months. <laughs> so and that's. Yeah. I don't know if that makes anybody feel better, except for crazy <laughs> guy in twenty. But I'm saying, like, nobody needs to feel like, oh my god, the world has ended if you haven't gotten a date. Like, no, it's not it's the quality world has over ended, quantity. But everybody is capable of getting dates. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there, sure, who want a date, and you know, the coming storm. And Doctor Drew did our show a couple mm-hmm. times. He goes, "Not doing Doctor Drew right." He has this theory, and he's right. The kid who's 14 years old now, right. By the time he's in high school, he's going to see you at Target. He's going to take a picture of you. 
He's going to upload Mac in his computer and somebody, he's going to put on a helmet, somebody who looks just like you, is going to call him by his name and give him a reasonably satisfying sexual experience. He's never going to ask you out. Mm. He can get 80% mm. of the pleasure of you without this virtual combination of video game and virtual porn is coming in a way that like, oh, I want somebody who looks like Ariana Grande to tell me I'm awesome and it's right. going to be fine. It's not as good, but he doesn't know it's not as good. Yeah. And there's no rejection. I'm winning at this. I don't know how he stopped that. So you think the younger generation is getting worse? Oh, yeah. They're that? becoming more indifferent because they have ways to be stimulated right. and engaged uh, without, ha- without oh, my God, I got to talk to somebody live. Right. Like, mm. that's the thing. Uh-huh. They don't drink as much. They don't do a lot of things as you can, you know. Yeah. But this, you know. Yeah, they're, they're the, the younger generation is dating much less yeah. than There's ours. Less they seem yeah. way more like open though yes. to like talking about things. Yeah, but that's not, we're not. Well, but. I noticed that when we did a show in Israel. Mm-hmm. They're very uh, interested culture. Mm-hmm. Right. They want to talk politics. They want to talk right. the world or whatever. Yeah. And that's what they're doing on dates. They're going on dates to, 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 talk, to talk in a way yeah. that we fuck up here in yeah. America. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's going to lead us into our next Damn. episode. That's um, sad. But this one is done. <laughs> oh. And uh check, please. <laughs> I got it. Wait, where's the where's the best place to date, do you think? Out of the whole world. Of the whole world or I don't want to give people some in the world and they're like, oh, there's no hope because I don't yeah. have enough frequent flyer miles. <laughs> um we named we named the best city in America in which to date last year as Minneapolis, Minnesota. Wow. Okay, why? Minnesota. They have the cold thing figured out, first of all. They're heated all the time or whatever. Yeah. It is smart, vibrant, fun, good-looking uh, people that are not—men and women are not afraid of each other. It's a, it's a spotless, clean—people feel good about the city. Mm-hmm. The men and the women feel good about each other there. They're just like— if we can figure out one more thing to say or one more thing to do, I think we're going to work it out mm-hmm. versus like it sucks here. There's a real positive vibe about a lot of the Midwestern cities, but mostly uh, Minneapolis. Well, good for you guys right. out there in Minneapolis. <laughs> you, uh, You're probably not even listening to the show because they're all booed up. And they're exactly. like, we don't have issues dating. Uh, no, I do a show in Minneapolis and they're like, you're wrong. Right, like, of course. It's Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah. Um, well thank you so much for being on this episode you're still going to stick around for the next one I am but uh, we have something called six questions we ask every guest the same six questions okay are you ready for yours I am okay Brian here are your six questions what is the first thing you notice about a potential partner uh their hopefulness, their positivity. If if you, the most underrated dating quality is optimism. Mm. If you come into the date, either not wanting to date or not wanting to date me, um, that doesn't go very far. Like what? how it sort of, your energy can be excited about possibilities. And yeah. that, I noticed that right away. Um, what is your one deal breaker? That they don't like me. <laughs> I can work away. Everything yes. else is negotiable. If uh, <laughs> if they either don't like me or or we just don't, yeah. My sense of humor and my curiosity and all that kind of stuff. 
I like curious people. So the optimism feeds into curiosity. If you're a curious person about another person, the world, anything, that's going to go pretty, pretty far with me. If you're not one of those people, and a lot of people, sorry, in Los Angeles are not um, that curious. They're more curious about who's at the next table than sort of me and her. That's fair. That's not. So <laughs> that that's tough. What turns you on? Well, that feeds into that. Curiosity. <laughs> somebody who wants to find out about themselves more. Somebody who wants to find out about me more. Somebody who, who's not scared to uh, to discover the unknown or to, or, or to sort of go down roads of any kind is awesome. I like mm. people like that. Try new things. Feel new things. Experience new things. That's, that's the biggest turn on there is. What are one of your strengths and your weaknesses in dating or relationships? Uh, I knew what I do, what I do wrong. Like I sort of, you spend so much time as a guy, especially being in this town, trying to cover up your flaws and your insecurities and all that. Owning your greatest weakness is probably the most confident thing a man can do. And I'm always surprised at how well women react to that. Women want to know you're doing the work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Totally. To say, you know, if you say you went to therapy, you're not going to end up in your phone necessarily as crazy guy. Right. You're going to, you're going to probably, I think most I'm women like, like thank it. You. Yeah. I'm but glad for you. a long time, like we're trained not to do that. I think that my best thing now is I'm like, I spend a lot of time and I have a pretty good handle on what I need, what yeah. needs improvement. Yeah. And uh, I wish I knew a lot of that years ago when the women were all telling me that. Like, I think that goes a long way. Of course. Hey, better late than ever. Yeah, right? I know. <laughs> uh, what is love? I think before you can find Wait, 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 wait. That was your strength. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, my weakness was— Oh, what is my weakness? Yeah, one strength and one weakness. Um, I'm not the best listener. Mm. I still— Maybe you could tell us. Want to control the conversation or the narrative because then I feel like you can control the outcome a little bit Mm. better. Um, I'm introverted, so I'm— I kind of only want to talk to who I want to talk to when I want to talk to them. People are like, but you're like a public person. I'm like, it's, it gives me anxiety. Like, yeah, I would, I don't, I'll take the stairs versus getting in an elevator with somebody. Yeah, yeah, we're all. I want the Uber. We're both introverted. I want mm-hmm. the Uber <laughs> default, do not talk to me setting. Like yeah, that. same. I needed to be better about that. Yeah, That's yeah, not yeah. a good thing. Yeah. You can learn something from everybody. <laughs> True. What is love? Uh, I think before you find it, you need to define it and you need to define, because it's very nebulous. You could be like, I like, pizza. I like sunshine. We use the word a lot. For me, the definition that works for me is when there's nothing I'm doing that I wouldn't rather be doing with her. Mm. doesn't mean I have to do it with her. It means that I'd rather share anything that is happening with her. I Mm. think if I'm feeling that, I love her. If you're in that sort of safe place together where you want to just share good, bad, every possible thing, I think that's love. Yeah. Besides I love you, what three words would you want your partner to tell you? Let's do this. I love it. No matter what it is, like take my hand, let's jump in the the deep end of whether it's the the, uh, funny entree or or. Go somewhere, do something, or have a conversation. Like, let's do this. Yeah. I'm going to put my chips in the table. We'll put your chips in the table. And let's do this. That is the. That might even be better than I love you. Yeah. Because you've said I love you a lot of times. Yeah. You might not have said that and gotten a positive feedback as many times. Yeah. 
Great ones. Um, well, thank you, Brian, for being on the show. How can people find you on social media? Uh, everywhere. Go to greatlovedebate.com, our website. You can check out our live tour schedule uh, and find our podcast. But we're at Great Love Debate on all the major things. <laughs> yeah, follow them, guys. Uh, we are also on social media. We are at Kind of Dating across the board. We also have a website, kindofdating.com. Uh, Aisha, where are you at? You guys can find me at Aisha Says Dance across all social media networks. I am at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha Chandel Official on Facebook, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. If you could please take a few seconds and review us on iTunes, we would be so grateful. Uh, Also, follow us on YouTube. We uh, have a video version for most of the episodes, www.youtube.com slash Natasha Chandel. Subscribe, share, and comment. Also, send us your dating stories and thoughts via voice via voice memo <laughs> to kindadating at gmail.com. Finally, I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time. Kind of Dating is created, produced, and hosted by myself, Natasha Chandel. Aisha Holden is my co-host and our social media producer. Our audio engineer is Adam Pineless. Jenna Ribbing is our associate producer. The opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yannick and K. Daniel Ellis.